All right, welcome to the first episode of 2022. It's the Fig Cave Podcast. I'm your host, the Hot Take Kid, Phil Gentile. I'm here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. We have an awesome guest tonight. We got a lot to cover, a lot to go over with him. Our our good buddy, Virtual Suplex. If you don't follow him already, I don't know what you're doing. An eclectic dude. Uh, he's at at virtual suplex on all your social media platforms we'll talk to him about uh wrapping up 2021 some 2022 predictions both in the ring and on the toy aisle so uh and get kind of get to know him a little better because uh he's an eclectic dude he's, he's into uh you know all kinds of japanese wrestling he's into obviously you know AEW and wwe we'll talk about the pros and cons of both of those heading into the new year is an artist, does some really cool art, uh, wrestling art on his uh, on his social media. So, uh, eclectic guy. So, let's get him on the line. But before we do, I wanted to give you guys a quick update. Our good friends over the Run In Podcast have a, uh, a new code that you can use for one of our favorite websites. So, they're partnering with uh, Wrestling Collector Shop now. Um, if you need uh, WWE Elite figures, Ultimate Edition figures. Uh, it's a website that I've used in the past several times that I have no complaints about. They have really fast shipping, and they're giving them 10% off with the code RUN10. That's R-U-N-10, R-U-N-1-0. Get you 10% off, and if you spend $100, you get uh, use code RUN100. You get a free elite figure. So if you're stocking up, you know if you're buying a whole series of, of figures, you get a, uh, a free elite. Also, with their website, they every every purchase you make, you get reward points, which go toward like a ten or twenty five dollar uh, discount voucher that you can use at checkout. Uh, so, a, so a couple cool perks that some of the other websites are not doing yet. So, um, I I definitely recommend checking them out. It's wrestlingcollectorshop.com. Again, the code is run ten. Our buddies at the Run In Podcast are partnering with them, and uh, they're going to be doing some really cool giveaways with that. I think we're going to partner with them on some of those. So exciting. The guys at the Running Podcast are now doing a Patreon, uh, which I know if you listen to their podcast, they've gone over all the details. But our Fig Cave group used to be free. It is now part of their Patreon subscription. Uh, for the low uh, tier of a dollar, you get access to uh, the Facebook group and our 550-plus members uh, in that group. We are doing a Royal Rumble contest. We're going to announce the names on Friday. Basically, it's going to be 30 people in the group. Everybody picks a, gets assigned a random number from the Royal Rumble. Uh, whoever whoever spot wins, say uh, Drew McIntyre's number 30 and he wins, um, all the other 29 people in the group are going to send him a free elite figure uh, in the mail. So this dude, who or guy or girl, is going to get um, 30 or 29 wrestling figures in the mail. So um, pretty pretty cool little thing we we did last year we're going to do again this year um but uh, always doing a bunch of cool contests and giveaways and fig hunts and all kinds of live stuff so check it out it's uh, just search the fig cave on facebook and make sure you are a patreon member of the run-in podcast because they have all kinds of bonus content coming out with that so uh before without any further ado let's get our, our good buddy julio aka virtual suplex virtual suplex easy for me to say on the line and uh chat him up all right, we got him on the line. Technical difficulties are over. We have our buddy Julio, a.k.a. Uh, at Virtual Suplex, one of my favorite follows on social media. What's going on, brother? What's going on, everybody? I'm uh, very happy and honored to be here, man, talking to the great Phil, Fig Cave Podcast. Dude, I saw your tweet. I was like, yeah, I want to be on some podcasts, and I was like, I have, like jumped on the opportunity. You're one of my favorite people to follow. You're very, you know, you're very eclectic. You have like a lot of different interests. You're uh, you do some really cool wrestling art. You're into a lot of Japanese wrestling that I have no idea anything about. So I'm always I'm always interested to talk to people that have interests other than mine. Yeah, man. I mean, I try to dabble a little bit into everything, you know. So and it's nice. It's nice to take, uh, talk to like minded people, you know. There you go. Uh, or in the business or in the communities, you know. You guys can follow him on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Virtual Suplex. Pretty easy to find. Uh, where'd you get that name, man? Where did that come from? I don't know, man. I was like, man, I need a cool wrestling Twitter handle or something. Um, I couldn't really. I was playing a, a wrestling game and uh, uh, virtual pro wrestling for Nintendo 64. So a Japanese wrestling game. And I'm like, all right, virtual and I'm like, uh, it's got to be virtual what? Virtual Brain Buster, virtual Backbreaker. It's got to be something. Yeah. I'm like, Suplex? That's generic. You know, they got Everybody, German Suplex, yeah. Suplex. 
So I was like, all right, vertical suplex. That sounds cool enough yeah. to be like, hey, he's, you know, hip, new, modern on the on the internet type of guy and he likes suplexes you know everybody knows what a suplex is that's you know yeah, everybody good. Yeah. can't you yeah, know, exactly can't go wrong um tell tell us about how you got into wrestling just kind of a quick backstory like how old were you did you have any stops and starts and 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 what your kind of your fandom is now are you still hardcore with it or what i i'm more hardcore with it now than ever um i've only had one stop but I started uh, early. My earliest memory was watching SummerSlam '92. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, you must yeah, have been so, young. Yeah, I, I was pretty young. I was uh, three, almost four. Yeah, jeez. I, I swear, I remember it vividly, man. And we were—I know because it was happening live, and we didn't have the money for the pay-per-view. So there was this like, when you'd go to the pay-per-view channel, it's just like kind of scribbly yep, something. Yep. You trying to make it out, and so we would turn it up and kind of hear the commentary and. Yeah, so we watched the entire pay-per-view like that. And that's my earliest memory. Fell in love with it since. And um, and actually, my mom really put me on to wrestling. She had, you know, she had a crush on, you know, Rick Martel. Rick <laughs> oh, nice. You know, that type of stuff. So she put it on for that. But I, you know, I saw it and I'm like, I want to see what's going on, you know, the action, you know. So I, I didn't really stop until, I want to say, uh, 2006, 2007. I stopped for a couple of years. That's when like UFC was like just popping and yeah. happening and yeah. rising. And, uh, you know, they had the whole, it's as real as it gets. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch real cage fighting. <laughs> that's what I do. You know, I'm going to drink Modelo beers and watch fucking UFC fights. So uh, I got into that heavy and then I kind of let wrestling go. And then I was just scrolling through the channels one day caught raw and i'm like god damn they're so good at storytelling i know it's bullshit i know you know kayfabe isn't a thing anymore but it's just it's so good you know and when you accept it for what it is you know just a bunch of hokey bullshit it's yeah. fun that's what you have to do at these i mean as long as you know that going in just like when I, when i watch game of thrones i know it's not there's not real fucking dragons running around but when right, i go right. I, I got a neighbor a neighbor who's real into ufc and i've started to go over there for the big fights and stuff and it's fun to watch but you, yeah. you you miss that like connection with like like they know who the fighters are they you know the the big names are out there all the time but they don't have yeah. the the storylines you know it's obviously yeah. it's real it's real fighting but you you miss that a little bit you don't have the you know you don't you don't get the big moments like you would in like a WrestleMania when Kofi wins the title or McIntyre exactly. wins the Royal Rumble or something so it's a you know it's two different birds um you you yeah. are the, a Florida guy right you're down in Florida. Yeah, I'm down in Florida. Uh, I'm in uh, Deerfield Beach, which is, uh, for people who aren't around here, from around here, I was, it's about an hour north of Miami. So okay, that's kind of what so, I mean. I'm down south. Nice. You went to WrestleMania last year. Was that your first WrestleMania? Uh, that was my third WrestleMania. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. The state of, a lot of people don't know this, but the state of Florida struck a deal with uh, the WWE, and there was an article on it a couple years back. That every four years, uh, or once every four years, they were to host WrestleMania in a city in Florida, whether it's Tampa, Orlando, or Miami. Oh, I didn't know so that. Every, That's cool. Yes, yeah, so every every four years, at least once, um, uh, Florida gets a WrestleMania. So, I, you know, I'm just lucky, and I'm taking advantage of yeah, that. Yeah, that's, so that's pretty cool. So far, yeah. So, um, yeah, so they come down here. I went to the one in Orlando, the one in Miami, and then just recently the one in Tampa. And uh, it was a good time, you know. The first one was at the the Floyd Mayweather Big Show. Yeah, yes. yeah, Floyd Mayweather Big Show. It's ridiculous, bro. But yeah. man, they yeah. got me, man. They got yeah. me hooked, and I, yeah, you know. What did you think about the, the two nights having it two nights? Was that a pain in the ass, or was that like a kind of a nice little break? No, it, it's good because uh, you know I don't know what everybody else's experience is with live shows, but sometimes, man, it's really hard for me to sit all the way through. Whether the seats are just uncomfortable, my ass goes numb. Yeah. Or, you know, some matches are just dragging and I'm already tired. I'm thinking about the drive home. Yeah. Leaving yeah. leaving the arena is always a pain in the ass. Yep, so yep, yep. Yeah. so I, once I get in that mindset, I'm just like, all right. And then they have the main event. Then there's another dark match after that. So it kind of burns me out. Uh, so when they split it up, I thought it was perfect. I, I was wide awake the entire time. I'm, an, I'm, you know, I'm feeling the age now. So I get tired quick. Yeah, I hear and, you. Yeah, so... Uh, I think the two night thing is cool. Uh, I mean, I like it. I mean, you know, it gives people a chance to not have to sit through an entire WrestleMania and 
kind seven, of eight hours loop. long. That's a long time to be sitting anywhere. But it is cool, like even watching from home, like to be able to break it up into two nights. And, and I'm sure the people that travel to WrestleMania are there for Saturday and Sunday. So it's like what they're probably just sitting around on Saturday going out to eat or going to yeah. different conventions and shit. So it, it, it sounds it's, like it works smart. out, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're smart. They know that we're not just here the day of, you know, we're yeah. here the whole week. Yeah. So they got me again. What, uh, how was the, the, the weather was bad. I remember that first night was, uh, was oh. it, uh, how, how was that to deal with? It was, uh, dude, it was horrible, man. I made, uh, a, a British bulldog sign. I, I, I drew it up myself. I made the whole design. It was very detailed, very elaborate. And, uh, I, I painted it the day of, and I brought it out there. And as soon as I got to the stadium, it started raining all oh. the ink and paint on my poster was, you know, it was running, it started to run. And I'm like, holy shit. And the worst part was, is I had gotten a DM from Georgia Smith, uh, British Bulldog's daughter. And she said, I saw your sign. I'd love to see it in person. But by the time she got there, it was already ruined. Ah, uh, it sucks. I picture, yeah. I got a picture with her and the sign and the sign is like to shit. You can't even tell who it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that sucks. Mad. Just Photoshop it in, man. You know, you're good. At yeah, that, that's so. a, yeah. That was the original. <laughs> plan, yeah. But the weather was rough, man. We weren't sure if they were going to cancel it. You know, the COVID thing was still weird. They had the cutouts in the crowd. And um, we we just I didn't know what was gonna happen, man. I was just hoping at least I'd get my goddamn money back, you know. But what was your what was your favorite of the three you've been to? <sighs> um, I I want to say this last WrestleMania, um, and because uh, the the one before Miami, uh, The Rock beat Cena. I'm a yeah. Cena guy. I thought that was bullshit, and yeah, you know yeah, we're yeah. in Miami, but I don't give a shit about The Rock, you yeah. know. Um, so I want to say it's this past one and I want to say it's because of the bad bunny, uh, thing. And it's gotten, I don't really even like his music, but just to see him get such a pop, uh, from people, you know, who don't really listen to him, he's just coming in out of nowhere and they love the man and seeing how many people he brought to the show. I saw so many people who clearly were not wrestling fans. Really? They wow. weren't, you can tell you by the way they're dressed and they, of course, yeah. like, right, they've never been here before. Yeah. And he brought them all there. And I thought that was, I thought that was crazy. Those yeah. people are literally there to see one guy, and he's not even a wrestler. It's, it, I thought that was pretty cool. So I think that for that reason and the two-night split, Tampa was uh, my favorite one for sure. And he did a good fucking job, too. I mean, uh, you know, no bullshit. He, he, he could tell he actually gave a shit and tried. Not like when Snooki was – I think Snooki was at the one you went to, too, wasn't she? Was <laughs> yeah, she at that dude. one? Oh, man, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, a bad Yeah, you know. Well, you know, I low-key like trash uh, – reality tv yeah, so i, I was happy to see uh you know jersey shore represented okay you know yeah i'm a j i'm a j wow guy but that's me oh uh, yeah I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh what wrestling do you watch like on a regular like during the week are you a every show guy are you just dvr in it what what's your schedule because i'm totally out i watch it with my son here and there i just don't enjoy the product really much anymore um, I mean, I'll go back on Peacock, you know, almost two, three times a week and watch something. I watch the paper, you know, I watch probably Royal Rumble with him. I'll definitely watch WrestleMania, but I don't yeah. watch the weekly shows. What, what, what do you do? Uh, believe it or not, um, my work, I work nights. So my, you know, right when these shows are starting, I'm starting work. So oh, I'm yeah, like, it's tough. It, it's a pain in the ass. So I, I just catch the YouTube clips, man. That's really what I do. I, I just, I, I'm, I just YouTube it all the way. Raw, I do the whole recap on YouTube. Same thing with SmackDown. AEW, I'm still, I'll be honest, I'm trying to get into it. It's harder for me, but, you know, I'm, I'm working on that. But, yeah, it's all YouTube, man. That That's that's my go-to right now. Yeah, it is nice. No commercials. They cut out all the bullshit, you know. I mean, yeah. some of the bullshit, mostly. Some of it's Yeah, yeah, they, they give you mostly the meat of it, you know. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the biggest AEW fan because I had high hopes for them when they started that it was going to be an alternative and it's gotten a lot better with some of the people. I mean, they're bringing over so many big names, you know, the the Danielsons and the Punks and all that. What, yeah. what is your thought so far on AEW? Because I I respect your opinion as a wrestling fan. You seem to be very well rounded. You're 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 into all different styles. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Um, I I thought I was excited too, man. I was like, you know, it's it's a it's refreshing. When I thought the Bucks and you know the Elite were gonna head over to NXT, I didn't, I wasn't sure what was gonna happen. So. When they announced it, I thought that was pretty cool, right? Um, and then they started signing a lot of indie wrestlers. I'm talking about a lot, like a shitload of them. And they were like, yeah, our plan is to make these guys known from unknown to superstars. 
And um, and then slowly they start bringing in newer guys. I mean, you know, well-known guys, you know, Alistair Black, Andrade. And then, you know, you start seeing less and less of these indie people. So and then and then now they got them all shoved into dark and elevation on the YouTube show. Um, and it's I mean, you can't build those guys in two, three years to be to even compete with the WWE at, at any at any point. So they had to bring in ex WWE wrestler, WWE guys, whatever you want to call it. And I, it's just, uh, I see a little bit of TNA uh, yeah. happening here where every time they bring in a new ex WWE guy, they put the belt on them immediately. And, and I kind of see that going that way. Um, there are things that I do like, but then there's a lot of shit that I don't. Yeah. I'm the, same, every- I'm the same way. Yeah. So for every step forward I take, I see something that makes me want to take a couple steps back, you know, with the whole Tony Kong, uh, big swole thing that I thought that was a little, you know, weirdo that caused a lot of issues online. So, you know, it's just little things that happen in AW. I'm like I said, I'm trying to be a fan. I really am. I've gone to a show even. It's just, uh, it's apples and oranges, dude. And for the people who try to compare them to the WWE, you can't. No, there's there's no comparison but I, I will say i've been to a show too it was a good atmosphere i will say there's there is some things they've done really well they've treated sting like this is just off the top of my head if yes. i mean they've done sting perfectly perfect yeah they i mean they treat him like a legit guy they don't put him out there too much when he is out there he's not taking pins and getting his ass kicked i mean they, they've done that well um they just they, they, like you said there's a bunch of guys that i mean when when adam cole debuts and then literally five minutes later, you bring out Daniel Bryan and basically kill yeah. you know, kill the kill the crowd of his. Like that's a guy who was like at the tippy top in NXT, and he was like, right. I don't care what the rumors are of what he was going to do on the main roster. They probably would have fucked him up. I don't know, um, but I just I loved I loved Adam Cole, and I, I hate to see what he's doing right. now. He's in there with that Orange Cassidy, and he's just you know for like like you said for everything good they do for every. Danielson Hangman Page match, you come on with the Bucks and some stupid segment or the yeah. Alpha Cat, not the Alpha Academy, the the American fucking all American team, yeah, whatever the, those MMA the guys factory, are. Nightmare Factory yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it's it's just yeah, and, and the whole Cody thing. It's just really, really the thing that turns me off is the is the fans on social media and Tony Khan attitude toward people and kind of re, you know re, reply. You never seen Vince McMahon tweeting anybody back. You don't see you don't see Triple H tweeting anybody back. It's just yeah, like, bro. It's just yeah, it is. It's weird. The fans. I've tweeted this before. The fans, AEW fans, definitely make me hate the product. They make me not want to even be yep. a fan. Yep. I don't even want to be you know in the same circle as some of these people who say some of this shit. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we all want to see new fresh stuff too, man. I was a fan of ECW and WCW, but. I, you can't just discredit once something new pops up. You can't just discredit everything WWE has done as if they didn't entertain you for the last fifteen. <laughs> exactly. Years. Yeah. Yeah. No. What the fuck? What do you? What were the, you know? They were taking care of you while fucking TNA wasn't even a thought. You know, wasn't even a thought. He wasn't even a twinkle in their eye. Yep. You know. Uh, so it, it's crazy. It's just crazy to me how quick people switch up. You know, as soon as there's a new product, oh fuck WWE, man! They haven't been doing shit right for ten years. Well, I'm pretty sure in the last ten years you enjoyed wrestling at least once. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's there's a lot of bad stuff, you know, on WWE. There's a lot of stuff because it's it's not it's made for all ages. It's not made for. It's like right. seeing a movie that's like for everybody. It's not like um, a fucking Ryan Reynolds like R-rated comedy. You 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 got to get kids in there. You got to get everybody involved. Yeah. So I mean, you get action figures to sell. You got merch to sell. You gotta fucking do everything you can to make money. They're they're a business, and in, in, you know, the first and foremost. Um, but I think AEW is going to be good, and I want to talk a little bit about 2022 because when WWE was at its best is when guys would leave or guys would would come up through it WCW and then show yeah. up in WWE. I mean, without AEW, say AEW wasn't wasn't around, who, who's going to be a surprise in the Royal Rumble? Who's going to show up and be a new like like return? Like where would a guy go? Uh, for a while i mean you're just gonna have like daniel bryan exactly. had no one else to wrestle he had no one else to wrestle like go to aew that's you know i'm cool with it because yeah. he's wrestled everybody i mean it's gonna the, yeah, the yeah. point where i see like sasha banks and charlotte like what are they gonna do they're like fucking early, late 20s 
What are they going to do for yeah. the next 10 years, dude? Like, who are they going to wrestle? Each, each other every time. <laughs> over and over? Like, I, we, can't, yeah. we can't do it's, that. It's like, rough. if you go away for a couple years and come back, like, and there's new, like, that used to happen all the time, and it was fun, and, right. like, you didn't know what was going to happen. And I think now some of these, like, AEW's not going to be able to keep Hobbs and MJF and Wardlow mm-hmm. and all these guys. Someone's going to jump over to WWE, and it's going to be a big deal when they do, and they're not going to start in NXT as a nobody. They're going to come in as an established name and, and you know, beat the shit out of Roman Reigns or something. So I think that's overall it's going to be good. Yeah, it's, it's going to make, uh, you know, ra- rising tides lift all boats. So... You know, competition is good for everybody. It's going to bring the breast out of everybody, and we're going to we're going to reap the benefits. So, but people just yeah, I don't know they get too emotionally involved and uh, yeah, come too die hard one way each way. So, you know, you just gotta you gotta accept it for what it is. It's and, a TV you know, show. Expect- at the end of the day, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's you know? a, come on, TV yeah. show exactly. Um, give me yeah. give me some, and I want to put you on the spot. So if you can't think of any, it's fine. But give me a couple matches. If someone didn't like me, I didn't watch a ton of wrestling last year. I probably, you know, here and there, I didn't watch all the AEW pay per views. Saw a couple of them. Give me a couple matches from 2021 that might have stuck out for you that are worth going back and watching. Um, man, uh, something that would stick out. You know something that I think was good. Uh, was, it, was it even twenty twenty one? Was it the the death match, the Kenny Omega uh, Mox death match? Was that twenty twenty one? Yeah, that was, was last that year. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, besides the bizarre, you know, fucking, uh, you know, Fourth of July fireworks ending, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it was actually a good match. I it was, thought I it thought was. It was. It was a shame that they did that ending because it was a great match. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that would be that would be perfect for to show somebody in uh, who hasn't, let's say, had, didn't even watch a match in 2021. That'd be the perfect thing because you know, it's a death match. It's the first time it's happened, and I don't know, so long, you know, broadcasted on TV like that. So I think that's probably and it's a shocking match. Not a lot of people give that match its credit. They kind of blew it off and dismissed it once that whole botched ending thing happened. But I stick I stick by that one. Yeah, it's good. It was definitely a good match. Um, I also want to throw out the uh, the last year at the Royal Rumble. I remember Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens was a really good match as well. Um, yeah. To go back and watch, just because they were they were all over the arena. I think I think that was one of the last shows without anybody in it. So uh, before WrestleMania, but uh, they yeah. were, you know hitting each other with golf carts and they had the whole handcuff ordeal. Um, another good match. Yeah, so. that was. Um... Man, that was that, that gave me anxiety, man. Because I could see Paul Heyman watching the yeah the thing, man. I was like, "Come on, man, get it! Come on!" I'm like, <laughs> clenching up. Come on, man, you got it. If that was uh little stuff like that, man, they had me on the edge of my seat. It's good stuff. That's a good one for sure. What What are you hoping to see in 2022? Like from any company, doesn't matter, doesn't matter who. Where do you want to see wrestling going? Because, um. I just don't feel like I mean AEW's been around for a while. They're like we said, they have some ups and downs, but their 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 viewers are not going up. They've been pretty steady. They're not losing anything, but I don't think they're they're gaining anything. And and then there's always the rumors of WWE selling to you know Disney or somebody else. What what do you see happening yeah. with wrestling going forward? I mean, uh, I I think it's projecting in a good in a good direction. Um, I mean, look, I've been watching this for so long that nothing really surprises me. The only thing that would, you know, that would really get me going in 2022 is if I saw a big superstar in AEW jump ship to WWE because everybody's looking at that situation, you know, and saying, all right, which WWE guy is the one that's going to as if nobody in AEW is frustrated with their position. I mean, has anybody even fucking seen Andrade in a fucking couple months? Where the fuck's that dude been on YouTube? He, fucking, he, is. he is on every week. He, almost every week he is. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Nobody's yeah. watching that shit, man. Put the man on TV. He's money, man. The guy's he is. good. He, he, when I watch him on AEW, when he when he he had a good match with Cody, I think it was on Dynamite or Rampage. I mean, he he looks. He has a better character, a better look now than he ever had with, uh, yeah. with WWE. I don't know why they don't use him more. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what would happen to wrestling if we had? I don't want to call it an invasion, but if we did, okay, fucking SummerSlam, it's WWE versus AEW. Like, they show up, you know, a one-night thing, 
the buzz for that, you would get so many people that have not watched wrestling in forever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if WWE would do it. They don't want to give AEW the rub, really. Right. But um, I think it would be cool. I mean, from a booking standpoint, that's got to be a fucking very stressful conversation to have. Yeah. Even if Tony Khan and Vince McMahon or Nick Khan, whoever, sat down in a room, start going over the match card, it's like, all right, there's eight matches. How many of your guys are going over? All right, how, well, can my guy go over on the main event? You know, that's all that really matters anyway. Yeah. So it's yeah. that, that would be crazy, you know, to to see. That's gonna be stressful, but that would be that would be uh, you know, that'd be crazy. But I, we'd never see that. I don't. Yeah. Th- that would be nice if WWE did open the forbidden door. And now we're getting those rumors for the Royal Rumble, which, you know, we'll see about that. But that would be shocking if we ever see WWE really, I'm talking about really open the forbidden door, not just, you know, slightly mention that Mickey James is the fucking impact champion, you know, whatever in a tweet. No, I want to see like a full crossover type thing. If we see something like that, then, you know, I'd have a little hope for WWE's future. Yeah, I think it would be smart for them to, and probably not smart for them to do it with AEW. But if you did it, like if you did yeah. something with Impact, like make and not even had to be like a like an invasion or a crossover. But if you did like what they've done, like very subtle, very small things, just acknowledging a like Impact, yeah. MLW. I know they're in a lawsuit with them now, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, but, yeah, that's not going to happen. Ring of Honor is gone now, so I don't know if you can't do them anymore. So, um, yeah, it, it's just bring all these other companies along for the ride and cause they're not going to, they're not going to overtake you. It's not like they're going to, you know, right. AW would be the closest thing to doing that, but you know, impact is not going to, they, they could use the help. They have a lot of good wrestlers there that could use the shine and, you know, right. bring a couple up and treat it like a, you know, kind of what they did with a, uh, the ECW back in the day where it was like, you know, on the side kind of thing with yeah. Heyman, yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah, that, that, that would be good for WWE. It could show that they play nice with others, you know, yeah. but yeah. Um, well, let, let's talk about what we're really here to talk about, and that's wrestling f- action figures. That oh, I know yeah. both of us collect. You have a yeah. lot of shit there in the background. Is yeah, that this is Go this ahead. is um, this right here is mold is a bu- it's kind of hard to see in this angle, but it's just a bunch of shit that I've gotten from you know recent shipments that I'm thinking about selling. I'm not sure. I'm trying to downsize, man. Dude. As a collector, it's it's tough, bro. I, I I buy and I buy and I buy, and I'm like, all right. I'm running out of fucking space. So do I get a bigger place or do I downsize my collection, you know? And so now I'm in the mix of kind of separating what I love and what I kind of don't love and maybe uh, trade some people. Maybe I don't give some shit away on Twitter. Yeah, I got to get rid of, <laughs> I gotta get rid of some of this shit, man. It's it's rough. Uh, but the problem is like I get. I get too lucky, man. I'm getting too lucky with in fig hunts, just coming across shit for such good prices. And it's so hard for me to walk away from the, you know, collecting, dude. It's it's, it's a, terrible. It's a sickness. It's an addiction for sure. And I'm I'm in the yeah. same boat. And that's the hardest thing about collecting for me is like I have, you know, a pretty big basement down here and the front half is like my son's playroom. And I have, mm-hmm. you know, th- two or three detolfs and a bunch of shelves, but I don't want to go any further than this. Uh so I'm limited on my space here. And I don't want to tote anything up. I don't want to have stuff that I can't see. It's just a waste for me. So I'm trying to yeah. be creative with the space. But I've, you know, I ended up selling stuff. You know, I have to go through every couple months and be like, shit, I don't love this. You know, like, like I've this these this row of defining moments over my head here. I've thought about selling all those because I just don't. I mean, all, yeah. I love the ultimate editions. I have those, and I'm there's That's now. What I was yeah, there, yeah. There's I'm, fucking I'm, five on five or six on pre-order already, so that's 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 half a shelf right there, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's just you know you got to pick your battles. Now the retros are coming back. I'm gonna have to get all those. I have those all loose and on cards, so I'm gonna have to get fucking two sets of those. Um. You know the legends <laughs> I love. I have the AEW figures. The bloody AEW figures are great. Um. Yeah. I did see those two Sergeant Slaughter Ultimate Editions back there. You're you're selling those? That's a. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna give one away on my Twitter just because oh, you know some dude. people. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna go into it now. I got them. Yeah, you know, I didn't get a chase for anybody. One, I did not get a chase, but yeah. you know, I was. This was towards my. You know, I'm just gonna collect the ultimate edition ones, and um, and the problem I have is that I'm a completionist. So, if I don't have it all, I'm gonna you know feel some type of way about it. But now some of the earlier ones like the HBK. Um, the Bret Hart now, the Brock Lesnar one, they're all fetching some crazy, 
ridiculous prices, man. That shit yeah. is not worth that to, no. to me. It, yeah, that's crazy. And, uh, and I got lucky with the Rock one. I ordered it on Amazon. It was super easy to to you know. I didn't struggle to get it. It was a quick checkout. Yep. By the time I got it in my hands, it was already a hundred twenty bucks or something like that. And I'm like, this is insane. This is crazy. I should have bought two. Fuck. So yeah. that's the first thing I thought of. I do that too I with stuff like shit because because th- I don't think when those in the first four or five waves of those ultimate editions, I don't think they made enough. They didn't, they didn't realize people were going to want them as much. They thought it was going to probably yeah, half the interest of the normal elite line. But, uh, right. you know, now you're seeing them everywhere. Like you still see the Ric Flair ones on, on ringside there, you know, that was four yeah. or five series ago. So, I mean, it's a good problem and a bad problem, but those, yeah, those early ones, if you're a completionist, they're, you know, especially that Shawn Michaels, that Brock Lesnar, you know, they didn't even show yeah. up in stores. I don't think. I, I didn't in Florida, dude. I, I and I at that time in that time frame, I was hunting every day, so I know they did not come my way. Um, and yeah, it was I was like watching in real time, man. I just kept seeing a trend. Everyone that was coming out was just reselling for crazy money, and I'm like, oh no, what, what is happening here? Yeah. And then I'm like, I gotta I gotta grab one before it's too late. And luckily that same day, I, I found the Bret Hart, oh. and then uh, and that was it. That was like the last time I ever seen it there. And I got lucky. And even like the Shinsuke Nakamura one was on Amazon for super cheap. Yep. And it's starting to rise it's starting to rise a bit. So Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you really do gotta strike while the iron's hot. So what 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 do you collect? Do you just <laughs> are you just grabbing like do you have a set parameters of what you collect or is it just whatever you see? If you like it, you grab it. Yeah, dude. I'm a, I'm a fucking I'm a I'm a psychopath, bro. I'll be honest, man. <laughs> I, I it changes, dude. It's crazy. I wanted to the problem is with collecting. It never stops, man. They never stop releasing shit. No. So yeah. it, it just keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And then, uh, you know, so I'm thinking I was just going to do the Ultimate Editions. But now I can't complete it because I'm not going to drop 150, 180 bucks on Brock Lesnar, dude. It, it it doesn't warrant it to me. It doesn't. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. So I got a few now. That's a few that are nice. You know, I got the, you know, The Rock, uh, uh, Brett. Uh, I got the Cena one. I got him to sign it. Oh, shit damn dude that was pretty cool um was that at wrestlemania where was that at that was at uh it's a comic convention in orlando called megacon oh I've, John- never, I've seen you go in there yeah i saw the pictures yeah, yeah. John- Cena, yeah it, surprisingly dude he's i haven't seen him do many signings anywhere no in any state no he he's been to megacon twice in the last four years oh, shit. and i saw him i saw him both times so that's cool you know. <clears throat> so yeah i'm just uh I don't. I really don't know what I'm doing right now. Right now, I'm at a weird transition phase. Like, all right, do I let go completely, or do I, you know, like a good portion? I'm talking about 80, 90 percent, and just collect certain things, or do I just keep riding? So I'm, um, I'm kind of fighting with myself. So to distract myself, I started a new collection, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm uh, doing the retro, the big retro card, uh, Marvel Legends. Uh, fantastic four. Oh, i saw those in the store those look cool yeah. yeah yeah it's it's my childhood i got in my detolf i've got a whole human torch uh section hold on i got a whole section so i've got the the 90s ones and i you know so i had to get these wait the one in it, your left hand is the 90s ones this, they look yeah, exactly... this, was, this, was the old, this was the old toy biz one wow uh, damn that thing is in minty condition for being like 30 years old yeah right, and and they're super cheap. Nobody likes this guy, you know. He's no, he's, yeah, he's, Human Torch, he's yeah. not Iron Man or Spider Man, but he's my guy. So, and you know, so I had to get the newer ones. Um, so, so I'm, I'm starting that. So Human Torch and British Bulldog, and they're both good characters, but they're not like the you know the normal favorites. How do those? How like how do you pick like? Just you just like who you like or what? Like yeah, well, with the Human Torch. Um, you know, I actually I was forced to like this guy because, uh, you know, my brothers and I uh, growing up, we had a fig fed. They taught me about the whole fig fed type thing, you know, so uh, I was only allowed to play with him. So they're like, <laughs> hey, this this is your guy. You're you know, you're going to you know rise into the ranks. So I, I kind of had to stick out with him and he kind of, you know, That's he cool. helped me grow up. Nice. Uh, Bulldog, like I said, dude, I'm a psycho. Sometimes I'll watch old like uh, WWF tapes and then I'll see a wrestler and I'm like, damn, dude, that guy was so good at the time. And then I'll start you know going down the rabbit hole and watching old matches old promos and i'm yep. like dude he's amazing bulldog was just one of those guys dude i was like i never realized how underutilized and underrated he was oh yeah and and then you know and it's it just 
got me upset again because I was like, oh man, they you know they didn't use them now they should have, and it's too late now, you know, type thing. But you know, and he's powerful dudes. And, and back in the day, when I first started watching wrestling, it was those type of guys, you know, warlords, yep. British bulldogs, yep. barbarians, you know, big guys. So. Uh, it kind of reminds me of my early days of watching wrestling. So. That's how I felt. I went to a house show with my kid a couple of days after Christmas, and the main event was like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, and it felt like uh, old school. Like you know, my my son was way into it. You know, and it just felt like yeah. you know those larger than life characters that like we cheered for as kids. Yeah. You know, like coming back. So, um, what what is what's on those shelves behind you? It looks uh, those don't look like wrestlers. It looks like some Funkos <laughs> no, up there. It- yeah, this is all my uh, ev- non-wrestling shelf. So I'm okay. facing my wrestling stuff. This is all my non-wrestling stuff. Um, okay. Got a couple of antiques. I got a Donkey Kong Country uh, board game from you know the early '90s. I've got a you know a bunch of uh, a bunch of weird stuff. It's a bunch of anime stuff. A bunch of Dragon Ball Z. Okay. You got you got yeah, more the- you got more computer screens in there than a fucking Best Buy. What do you got going on? <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I'm a gamer too, dude. So this, okay. this is all. Something this plays like Japanese PlayStation games. This oh is like God, nice you know, Japanese GameCube games. I got my PS5 here. I've got oh, you know shit. So, yeah, dude, I got a bunch of stuff, man. And uh, you know, I'm always looking for like old obscure wrestling games too. So I'm I'm, I'm into that as well. That's a cool that's collection. Kind of- I've seen you. I've seen you posting that stuff. That's a cool like you know random yeah. collection that like not a lot of people probably yeah. don't have. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just sitting at home one day. You know, I might have had a little too much medication. And, yeah, and I started yeah. thinking, I'm like, did they ever make, you know, New Japan video games in the 90s? And I'm like, no, I, I've never heard of it. But I was in, what, 8, 9, 10 in the 90s? What, what was I going to know about Japanese yeah. culture and shit? Yeah. How would I know? So I just happened to Google it. It turned into a collection of sorts. And I started, you know, collecting stuff. And I've got a whole, I don't know, here, I got it right above my head. Old oh, video games. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, they're pretty cool, man. I got oh Japanese WWF video games. Oh damn, nice. I remember yeah, that I, Super Super WrestleMania game. For super yeah, Nintendo. I'm like, yeah, let me buy the yeah, let me buy the American version and the fucking Japanese version. Like I can read that shit. But you know, it's just more reasons for me to spend money. Why? Why yeah. did? And maybe I don't know about this, but like Japanese, like New Japan, All Japan wrestling figures do they not make anything over there they, you would think they would they they love you know, wrestling over there they also probably make every wrestling figure in you know in china or japan like yes yeah yeah then that's a great question and i guess it's a segue into you know how we get into uh the wrestling fig collecting but um you know i always thought that too uh because i used to watch new japan even back you know in the 90s um I knew a couple of people who would tape trade, so I, I would get my hands on some New Japan tapes. And I always thought, man, how come they don't have action figures? Yeah. And eventually, I through the grapevine, through, when the internet started to become a thing and message boards were a thing, uh, the wrestlingfigs.com is what I would be on all the time, man. And, and they had a forum there, and uh, there was a bunch of guys who collected Japanese action figures. And uh, one guy who was Japanese was telling everybody that they, uh, they enjoyed you know japanese wrestling but uh at the time wwf and uh wcw were bigger than uh new japan and all japan really they were more po- they, were, they were more popular yeah. especially with the youth. so they would you know there'd be a lot of overseas collectors and they'd just buy they'd buy up all what was happening at the time uh toy biz boy a uh, bone crushing action figures yeah. stuff like yeah. that so they'd get into that and you know and the articulation for the you know japanese figures they're there was none. There were yeah. literally just PVC or whatever, just just little statues, plastic little things. Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't exactly very, you know, playable. So, um, yeah, that, I guess that. Yeah, and it's it's shocking, man. You would think they would really tap into that, you know, but yeah, I would think they would they, be even more rabid about it than than we are here. Like you would think that yeah. they would. Yeah, yeah. So that is cool. Yeah, they'd be way ahead of the curve with more articulation, accessories, all that. But I guess they're not really into that thing, like you know, like that. Any guy that I know overseas in China or in Japan who collects, they mostly collect WWF action figures. You know, wow. they don't collect the the New Japan stuff. They don't collect. You know, it's all Western stuff hmm. in America. What do you What are you hoping to see in twenty twenty two? What are you hoping that comes out or maybe doesn't come out so you can save money? 
Well, you know, one reason I started the Bulldog collection, I was like, dude, all right, he's not going to have any more action figures. Oh and if gosh. He, it'll be at least one or two. Uh, and since I said that, there's been uh, two that come out so far, the Mattel Elite 80, whatever the hell it was. I don't know. The one with Matilda. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, and then now the one, the basic and the double pack with Boss Man with the jeans. And now there's a rumor, or I kind of, you know, allegedly know more or less of another British Bulldog coming down the line in the Elite 90-something. Really? The, the, oh, sure. Yeah, another British Bulldog Elite coming out. Um, well, and making those uh, retro ones, now, too. Yes. Now Chella's dropping uh, uh, more than likely all three down the line that they teased. So I'm like, shit, dude, what, what's going on? Like, I can't catch a break, man. You would think, yeah, so my Bulldog dude. collection is looking... Yeah, I, I had that with the with the Macho Man because I was like they they I was like I'm not getting this new generation thing. It's cool. Uh, I'm you not. I'm not. I'm, well, hold on, hold on. No, hold on. No, this was like when it first started, and then they they oh, they, yeah. they I was like okay, they, we're gonna have to we're gonna have some ultimate edition figures, and they're like okay, well maybe I'll just cop those like afterwards. And then they said, yeah. well, we're gonna add a Macho Man. I was like, fuck, god damn it. Yeah. I was like, it was like there can't be a Macho Man here because he was not even around then. But it was like the last day of his fucking job in WWF. You know, I guess they yeah. consider that uh, new generation when he was a commentator, but uh, I had to, yeah. yeah, I had to get it. So I mean, and then they just came out with a, like a random basic, and I'm like, how many more things are they going to make? Like, there's really nothing. I hope they keep making them every once in a while, but uh, there was a stretch yeah, there yeah. last year where like there was like five. You know, there was you can see the the Masters of the Universe ones came out, the fucking Ring yep. Cart one came out. It was like Ultimate the Slim Jim, like yeah. Jesus Christ, like come on, the Ultimate Edition, yeah. Had to get that yeah, loose yeah. And, and on card, so I'm ready for a break from the Macho Man. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. tough. I mean, I always yeah. tell people on the show, like you have to kind of group it together, like okay, I'm going to collect this thing, this thing, and this, like Legends, I'm going to collect my favorite yeah. wrestler, you know, Macho Man, I'm going to collect Ultimate Edition, because if you, there's just so much to buy now. I mean, when I first started, when I when I found you or when I started my other podcast with Voldemort, um, we only had uh, Mattel. Was it? That was it. Mattel was. Yeah. It. Then we had Jazzwares. Now we have Cella. Now we have Zombie Sailor. Now we yeah. have all these other small companies that are making really cool stuff. It, it's crazy, man. And now the retros are back, and you know, it's just it's 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 cool. I mean, it's awesome. I mean. A lot of it, I don't like the bone crunching things. I never collected. I wasn't into wrestling at that point. I wasn't into like collecting. I was watching wrestling, right. but I, I didn't collect anything. So it's cool for people yeah. that like those. That's kind of like for the Hasbro's for people that are a little bit younger than me. Um, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that that is pretty cool, man. It's the power of the people, man. You know, these people wanted to see it happen. They made it happen themselves. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a boom here. If like you know, where some of these companies are going to go under because it's just. I guess there's a demand for all of it because people are buying the shit, you know? I mean, Zombie Sailor's yeah. making some really cool stuff. Cella's now making, they're making the retros, and then they're making the bone crunching. They were making, I think they're even making, like, some six-inch, like, articulated yeah. figures, too. So, um, and then you're into other stuff besides, I, I have to cap it at wrestling. I have the G.I. Joe stuff and the wrestling stuff, and that's it. I can't, you know, when you get into yeah. Funkos and, and Mar I mean, when I see those Mattel, or sorry, those Marvel Legends, at the store, yeah. they all look fucking bang, except for the Eternals ones. The rest of them all look bang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> except for the Eternals, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, so yeah, it's it's tough, man. And I'm a sucker for nice packaging, which is why I like these new yes. retro. Yes. Um, it's it's rough, man. It is a sickness for sure. So I'm, I grabbed I'm trying my, to help. I grabbed my son those Spider Man. It was like uh, the Green Goblin and Spider Man. He didn't even. I gave him for yeah. Christmas like two years ago. Didn't even want. I mean, he plays with them, but he didn't even ask for them. But I just bought them. Like, dude, right. these are these are so sick. This reminds me of like yeah. I bought this exact thing when I was a kid. You know, and my parents did for me. So right, exactly. That makes sense. Um, uh, it's and, rough. Anything else? Like any like New Year's? Not I guess for me, the New Year's resolution for my collection is like you said to kind of pare down, clean things up. I mean, it sounds like you're saying the same thing. I mean, yeah. we, we say that, but then we see stuff and buy it. It's tough, you know. Um, are yeah, you next, are you in our Facebook up, group? No, no, man. I got off of Facebook a while ago since the last time we were in a group together. You yeah. know, with who he shall not be named, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, I I got off completely off of that, man, because I was uh, 
that wasn't really helping my collecting at the time. And I was just hitting up everybody, man. And the group was so, you know, good. And then I see what you're doing now with the Fig Cave yeah, thing, man. Yeah. And I want to get back in. And I'm like, man, uh, yeah, I, I, I try to stay away from Facebook. Okay. So I'm trying, well, to do, I'm trying to do my good from the Twitter world. You know, I'll be, I'll be the Twitter cousin. Okay. You got an open invitation if you ever come back and, and we won't for pressure sure. you to buy shit. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the good thing about our group is like, there's people are so nice. People are finding stuff and like, you know, selling stuff at really good prices. It's like, shit, if I wait six months for this, it's going to be double. I got to buy this now, you know, kind of thing. And so. I know, man, they're, they're also willing to help out, man. They're, they're, I met a lot of nice guys, dude, who, who yeah. come through for me and, and hooked me up with stuff that, you know, they really didn't have to. So, uh, it's, it's, yeah. And it does, is you know, when they're so nice about it, it's kind of hard to say no. And the price, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Rough, uh, anything else you want to promote? When you, I saw you were going to be on another podcast. I don't know if, do you do a podcast with somebody? What's, what's that other podcast? No, I just, I just put out that tweet, man. Cause I was like, man, I want to, I want to start my own podcast, but I like, I like listening to everybody else's wrestling podcast, man. Yeah. I listen to you guys. I listen to doing the favor. So I'm like, you know, yeah. I don't want to, you know, listen to you guys and then go do my own. Cause then what the fuck am I gonna talk about? I'm just gonna hear what you guys saying. I'm gonna be like, yeah. So Phil was saying, nah, fuck I, him. <laughs> don't don't think like that. I mean, you have to take your own like approach yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Like you have like you're into a lot of cool stuff that's like unique that you can start something that's different. Like I wanted my show to just be interview. You know, me and one on one interviews, no co hosts, no yeah. like segments or anything. Just sitting down and talking. You know, you yeah. gotta think of something that you want to do that's unique. Like you know reviewing something or going yeah. through something old old school people do watch alongs you know i mean i think there's there's room for yeah. it i mean you just you just it's doing a podcast is yeah. tough because you got to be really disciplined you know, the guys with yeah. the running podcast haven't missed like a week in like all last no, year no, and i yeah. can't you know, <laughs> yeah I, at no, first i was gung-ho recording stuff and it's just like you know you wake up and what it's a, fucking Thursday, you know? It's like the weekend yeah, almost yeah. over, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, dude. Uh, hey, I guess I just got to figure out what it is. And once I, you know, channel it down to what I want, you'll, you'll see a big announcement. All right, I'll listen I'm, to it. And if you need any uh, insight, give me a shout, man. I'm, I'm going to reach out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, Julio, thank you for joining me, man. Great shit. Uh, you guys can follow him on social media at Virtual Suplex. Uh, good luck with any giveaways you're doing. If you're doing that, that uh, Sergeant Slaughter giveaway. Let me know. I'll help you promote the shit out of that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know and, and say it now. I'm gonna announce it on your show, man. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna do a giveaway. We're gonna do a joint giveaway. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the fig. You're gonna pick the winner, and uh, we're gonna do something nice for the listeners. Okay. Well, let me know. DM me and we'll figure it out. Cool. I like we'll, that. We'll set it up. Giving back. I like it, man. All right. That's right. Good talking to you, brother. We'll have to do this again soon, man. All right, I appreciate it, Phil, man. You're the man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, brother. All right, that was Julio, uh, a.k.a. Virtual Suplex. Great dude. Uh, Awesome conversation. I really want to do a show about, I don't want to say, like, collecting resolutions or or what, because the the main thing for me and the main thing I hear from a lot of people is just, you know, the space just collect you know like he said there's just constantly stuff coming out over and over and that's you know it's a good thing it's like but how many triple h's do i need how many razor ramones do i need how many aj styles do i need it's you know it gets to the point like you gotta pick and choose you gotta you gotta you know collect i'm gonna collect this line this line and this line that's it you know because it, and it's it's tough sometimes but it makes it kind of fun like I've mentioned this several times on the show. I'm collecting one figure from each of the first 10 lines of AEW and that's it. And it makes it fun because when it, when a line gets announced, I'm like, Oh shit, should I grab Wardlow? Should I grab uh, Lance Archer? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's, you know, I don't think anybody, even if you have a fucking mansion, you're never going to have a big enough house to hold all of this stuff unless you're, you know, Kyle Peterson, and you have a, a basement that's, I don't know, a football field long. I don't know how he does it. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that that would be a cool episode. I don't know how we would even structure it. Maybe we would take questions from people, like, you know, best ways to kind of use utilize space and stuff. And I don't know if people would even be interested in that. To me, it's interesting because, you know, we all – it's one of the things, like, no matter what you collect, even if you don't collect wrestling stuff, if you collect – Funkos or Marvel figures or 
fucking drum sets you know you're it's comes down to space so um thank you uh virtual suplex for coming on you guys can follow him at virtual suplex uh we're gonna do a giveaway apparently that's that was news to me he broke that news to me right on the podcast there so um and we're doing a cool giveaway uh like i mentioned in the fig cave facebook group again royal rumble 30 names if you pick you know i'll randomly assign the names and if the win- the winner is your number if from the 25 spot somebody wins um you're going to get 29 wrestling figures sent directly to your door um that group that is going to fill up quick and i uh i, w- I want it to have all the people that contribute the most to our Fig Cave Facebook group because we got some great people in there. If you're not in that group, go to uh, Patreon, search Running Podcast, sign up a dollar a month. Um, really support those guys, man. They DJ and TJ work really hard uh, on those uh, on that podcast. They're they're cranking out episodes. We're doing a bunch of bonus stuff. Uh, I have some stuff in the works with them that I'm going to be doing uh, on their Patreon page as far as writing and some podcasts and stuff like that so i'm excited about that uh yeah that's about it guys give us a nice five-star review on itunes if you can just search the fig cave if you're listening for the first time we appreciate any five-star reviews you give us awesome stuff um next week i think we're gonna go back to that fig cave top five we got to get DJ on here to do the uh, top five Sting figures, Michael LaPuma, top five Hulk Hogan figures, our buddy Mike Lanham, the top five retro figures. We got a lot of stuff coming down the pike for you guys. Uh, so check us out on Facebook, The Fig Cave, on uh, Instagram, it's The Fig Cave. And uh, we appreciate you, your support and uh, looking forward to a fun 2022. Uh, stay classy, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thing to keep changing. You just wait.